Hello, and welcome to At Home in Muskoka, a podcast by the Muskoka Community Land Trust. I'm your host, Sandy Martin. I'm joined today by Olivia Thomas and Martha Beach, Housing Navigators for Developmental Services Ontario. Olivia is a Housing Navigator for Developmental Services Ontario Eastern Region. She's worked in the social services field for over 30 years as a frontline worker, assessor, and case manager. She's passionate about housing and inclusion for people with developmental disabilities and is happy to have found her niche in this field. Martha is a housing navigator for DSO in the Southeast and East region, stepping into the role in 2018. For her entire career, Martha has been involved in housing, including as a team lead for a large social housing provider, executive director of an Indigenous not-for-profit housing provider, and as a private landlord and developer. She feels that all her previous experience has prepared her for her current role, where she can share knowledge of the housing world with individuals with developmental disabilities, their families, and their caregivers as they plan for independent living. You can donate to the Muskoka Community Land Trust by supporting the show on Patreon or on our website, muskokaclt.org, which is also where you'll find today's show notes. Martha and Olivia, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really glad that we get an opportunity to chat today. So, Olivia, what I'd love to start with is is a, you know, a basic question to you, I'm sure, but can you tell us what a DSO housing navigator is and who you serve? Like, what's a typical week like for you? Um, so first off, thanks for having us today, Sandy. We're always glad to talk about housing um, in this like changing climate and uh, the impact on the individuals we work with. So yes, as, um, as housing navigators, we work for Developmental Services Ontario. So that's a ministry funded application entity. So just if I take that back one step, um, Developmental Services Ontario, it's your first stop as an adult with a developmental disability if um, you're someone looking for ministry-funded services. So these services could be um, a respite program, day program, a funded residential program, which could include like a group home, a host family, or semi-independent living supports. So that just names a few uh, programs with the DSO. So anytime a ministry-funded agency has a vacancy, they have to tell Developmental Services Ontario. Then that in turn will go to our matching and linking and they'll find an appropriate match for that vacancy. So unfortunately, the wait times for services can be very lengthy. Um, So I think around 2018, the Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services, so that's MCCSS, they funded the Housing Navigator role to support the goal that individuals and those who support them have for individualized and person-centered housing. So um, so that was in 2018. And then in 2022, um, there, there was still only seven of us in the nine DSO regions, and only three people were full-time. So, sorry, so 2018, there were seven people, three full-time. And then there was an increase to the full-time housing navigator complement across the province. So in 2022, so now there's about 20 of us that filled out the the roles of housing navigators. So while waiting for ministry funded services, as we noted, it can be quite lengthy. So housing navigators provide families with the information and resources they need to consider alternatives in the community and outside of um, MCCSS funded resources. So really on any given day, we can be working with families. We also work within the community to create partnerships and raise the awareness of the needs for housing dedicated to people with a developmental disability. 
So the connections we make with the municipalities are incredibly important. We want to ensure individuals are included in the community and that programs being offered by the municipalities recognize people with a developmental disability. For example, this could be in social housing or the Canada-Ontario housing benefit, housing and homelessness plans, and new communities planned by private developers. So that's sort of our day. Wow, that's a full day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then, Martha, let's turn to you. You mentioned that in kind of planning for this episode, you provide information and resources to people. How do you do that? We do that in a number of different ways, and I can tell you COVID has certainly had an impact on that. Prior to March 2020, Housing Navigators held in-person information sessions in their own regions. But when COVID hit in March 2020, we quickly adapted our information to a virtual format, and we held our first provincial webinar in June of 2020 with about 35 people in attendance. But today, it's not unusual to have between 100 or 200 in attendance. So, But one of the first tasks that Housing Navigators undertook was the creation of the DSO Housing Toolkit, and that can be found on our website. The toolkit contains a vast amount of information, downloadable templates, and links to a variety of resources, both within and outside the developmental service sector. And we update the materials periodically to keep it current mm. and relevant. For example, we've just added podcasts to each step of the toolkit so that people can hear about what they'll find in a particular step and how it could benefit them. And then we've also created um, resources aimed at sharing information, breaking down different parts of the toolkit and bringing people together. So whether in person or virtually. So for example, we regularly host webinars on affordable rental housing, bricks and mortar options, and technology to support independence. And that's just to name a few. One of our most popular is the virtual workshop series, Creating Your Individualized Housing Plan. And this is a three-part series that takes participants through all steps of the toolkit and helps people to create their own individualized plan. It's really popular and it's usually held every second month. Um, I think the next one's planned for January. Um, another way that we provide information is by participating in information sessions and presenting to family groups, agencies. Um, we present at conferences such as the Ontario Not-for-Profit Housing Association. And we also participated in the Developmental Services Day on the Hill in Ottawa this past March. Uh, this day was focused on the national housing strategy and increasing the awareness of the need for supportive housing for people with developmental disabilities. Um, and in 2022, we held our first developmental services housing strategy forum. And at that forum, we had over 400 people participate and it featured presentations from municipal service managers, developmental service sector agencies, private and nonprofit developers, the event focused um, on housing initiatives for people with a developmental disability that brought together partners from other sectors um, other than the Ministry of Children, Community and Social Services. Um, so it was so successful that on November 28th, we're holding our second annual forum. And Sandy, we're thrilled that you'll be one of the presenters this year. Oh, and I am thrilled to be there. I think that the way that you make such an effort to provide information and resources in so many different ways allows people to kind of access that information in whatever way that they're 
that they're able to. I just, uh, I just think everything you're doing is really cool. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll thank include, you. of course, a link to that, um, to that housing form in the show notes because by the time this is released there'll still be time to register and I do think that that um, you know having seen the agenda I think that this is something that a lot of people will get a lot of value out of so um, thank you Olivia then maybe let me ask you a question what challenges are your clients facing currently and and I guess maybe this the follow-up piece of that is does each region have its own unique challenges or are there pretty similar challenges across the, you know, across the province. So we recognize that people with developmental disabilities have difficulty affording a place to live, like so many people do though. Mm. Uh, but a person with a developmental disability often has the added expense of funding the supports they need to live independently. So often this is a significant barrier when looking for a place to live. And it can really result in a person not having the opportunity to leave their family home and live independently, just like their peers. So this is creating an issue as caregivers are aging and the older children need to plan for a future without a parent who has been their lifelong caregiver. So I think we can say with certainty that this is a challenge across all of Ontario, but what can be more difficult is advocating for opportunities in municipalities that have their own unique pressures, such as homelessness or the lack of housing, for example, in the North. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that it's tricky to to cover all of those bases. But so I guess, you know, another question then is um, kind of the recognition of people with developmental disabilities and, and kind of what they need. So Martha, have you noticed a change in that recognition in, in the time that you've been working in this field? Oh, yes, we absolutely have. We are seeing a willingness to work with the developmental service sector. And although some of the gains that we've seen or that have been made they might appear to be small, but they're very impactful. For example, um, a number of municipalities have engaged with housing navigators in a meaningful way, and it's made a difference in the lives of the people we work with. In some areas like Kingston and Ottawa, people with a developmental disability have been included in the Canada-Ontario Housing Benefit Program. These two municipalities have also added a checkbox to their social housing application forms, and that allows people with a developmental disability to be easily identified when an initiative is developed that will include this developmental service sector specifically. Um, and you might wonder when that might come in handy. Well, just recently, um, people with a developmental disability have been prioritized for a new build through Ottawa Community Housing, and that will be ready for occupancy in 2024. So not only were people easily identified because of the checkbox, their rent will be affordable because of the Canada Ontario Housing Benefit. And, and what's more, what's particularly exciting is that Ottawa Community Housing recognized that people occupying these 10 units will require support. And so with that in mind, free office space has been provided to individuals or an agency who could provide that, that support. Oh, that's fantastic news. I love that. Um, so then Olivia, so that, I mean, that was pretty hopeful. I really enjoyed hearing that answer. And then I guess, Olivia, what's giving you hope right now? Oh, um, as I mentioned, the housing forum, which we just chatted about. Yeah. So that has, that last year had over 400 people. So the purpose of that is to showcase a creative initiatives that's utilized partnerships with other sectors. 
And so the layers of funding. So just even just when we were just talked about Ottawa community housing, it's just showing how the layering of funding is working and how, um, and how layering funding has been successful. So this year in the housing forum, we're going to be highlighting a, highlighting a panel discussion with four community land trusts. So we're really excited to see where that conversation goes. It's really all about thinking creativity and not always relying on the same ideas or models. Uh, this year, though, um, our keynote speaker is Dr. Mike Moffitt. So he's oh. from the Smart Prosperity Institute. Um, so we're pretty <laughs> excited. Um, so he was recently named as one of the most influential people in real estate for 2023. And the article quoted... Um, the quote from the article was from media commentary to government gatherings. He's everywhere. So our invitation went out last week. Right now we have 650 registrants already. Wow. And Sandy, I think you said like you will post um, how people can register mm -hmm. for the virtual event. So it'll be great. And what's really exciting is just the fact that so many people are interested in hearing about the housing need of people with a developmental disability. So that's really encouraging. And being able to provide the forum for sharing is quite gratifying. Certainly, um, the engagement with communities such as Kingston and Ottawa is giving us hope, making us optimistic. And the fact that housing navigators have also been given an opportunity to be part of municipal housing planning groups, transitional and supportive housing roundtables, uh, we've been invited to community advisory boards and have been included in the consultations around the update to tenure housing and homelessness plans. So all very encouraging. Um, we've also met with mayors, the chair of the Eastern Ontario Wardens Caucus, service managers, director of housing and social services, and we really look forward to connecting with more municipalities. So we feel encouraged and hopeful each time we're asked about how the housing needs of people with a developmental disability can be addressed. And then I'm sort of bringing it back to Muskoka. Although Martha and I don't work specifically in Muskoka, there's opportunities in Muskoka that families of individuals with a developmental disability may want to investigate. So, for example, next week, housing navigators will be holding an information session on secondary suites and tiny homes. So many people are beginning to look at that as a way to support their sons and daughters. So right now, Muskoka offers secondary suite funding up to $25,000 in the form of a 15-year interest-free forgivable loan. They also have a home repair funding and a $5,000 grant for accessibility modifications to your home. So anyone who's interested in these types of loans and grants, they should contact their municipality as there's always you know, income and home value restrictions with that. Wow. Okay, that is a long list of hopeful things. And for one, I don't know if you heard the gasp I gasped that Mike Moffat is your <laughs> keynote speaker, but I am like, that's a dream listen right there. He is everywhere. I'm very, very excited about that, even more so than I was before. So, <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Um, so then, Martha, let's go to, you know, let's maybe wrap up a little bit with your vision, what you would like to see for people with developmental disabilities and kind of what you want people to understand from this podcast, kind of your closing thoughts. Well, I think our vision is for people with developmental disabilities to be included in existing and new housing developments in all parts of their community, wherever they want to live in their community. The goal isn't to create buildings or communities specifically for people with developmental disabilities. Rather, we'd like to see that they're included in all plans. 
And our hope is that the work that we do helps to provide these opportunities for inclusion and that it increases the awareness of the housing needs of people with a developmental disability. Yeah, you know, like noticed, known and missed. <laughs> that's what we yes. want, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's yeah. beautiful. Yes. So, yeah. okay, final thing that I'm sure that people listening are going to think, wow, housing navigators, I want to know more about this. We couldn't possibly cover it all in the, in the few minutes that we have together. So how can people get a hold of you and find out more information? And of course, anything that you share now, I'll, I'll include in the show notes as well. Great. Um, so as, as Olivia mentioned, we have approximately 20 housing navigators across the province right now, and they're all regional. So there's nine DSO regions and each one could have you know, one or two and up to four or five housing navigators. The best thing to do would be to go to um, the DSO website. And, and thank you, Sandy, for sending that out. The, the link, it's at www.dsontario.ca. And when you go there, you can go to the housing tab and look at the housing toolkit and look within there and you'll find a list of all the housing navigators, their emails, their addresses, and their phone numbers. And we encourage people to reach out. That's, that's how we do our work, that conversation to understand what people are looking for and, and how is it that we can help address their needs. So we encourage everybody to reach out if they can. Uh, I am so glad we got to record this episode together and I'm really glad that we get to release it before the housing forum. Um, you've given us a lot of, of um, resources to share with listeners. So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for joining us for this episode of At Home in Muskoka, a podcast by the Muskoka Community Land Trust a nonprofit dedicated to place-based, sustainable solutions to local needs, including housing, food security, social enterprise, and community spaces. Visit muskokaclt.org to learn more, donate, and to get involved.